0: Second and fourteen. Good protection for Bridgewater. Time for DJ
1: Moore, who got behind the defense and now turns on the speed for the touchdown.
0: 74 yards, and the
1: Panthers strike for the big play to New Orleans. With the eighth pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers have selected Kristen McCaffrey. The distance, Jonathan Stewart. Welcome to the Stop Cap and Sports Podcast. I up, son. I up. Welcome everyone to the Stop Cap and Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dean. Co-host is my brother, James. Yo, what's up, everyone? This is our first episode. We are here to talk about. Everything sports, news, injuries, primary focus is going to be the Carolina Panthers, the uh, Charlotte Hornets, uh, everything Carolina sports in reality, Tar Heels, Duke basketball, you know, all that good stuff. Um, We're going to give you some sports updates as we go on through the day, uh, being that it's a Saturday and we got some college football on. Uh, We got a couple good topics uh, for the day. We got uh, the little recap on the Thursday night game, Cowboys versus Tampa Bay, which I think was a really, really, really good way to start off the season. I mean, that was honestly a phenomenal game compared to last year uh, when we you know, didn't really have an offseason due to COVID. We come in here, they uh, get an offseason, we get to see some really, really good football. So uh, yeah, James, what you want to hit with this recap?
0: Well, first of all, I want to say I think everybody's happy that football's finally back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the NFL could have asked for a better game than what they got Thursday night. Um, we did do some... I know we did our own predictions the other night, and i got to say my prediction was, was pretty close.
1: Yeah, pretty close. We're, going, we're actually going to put the clip... Uh, we'll put a clip in here for you guys right yeah, now. I just I think that Tampa could potentially start the season with a freaking blowout, and honestly, I would not put it past it happening, and I, I'm going to at least... At the bare minimum, give Tampa a fourteen-point win. Uh, let's just say twenty-eight, fourteen, and that's you know that's being that's being wow being nice. Uh,
0: well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little crazy with this one. Obviously, I'm gonna pick Tampa Bay to win the game, but um, I don't know. I think if Dak's arm is is okay, and obviously we're gonna see that uh, tonight, but I, I'm gonna put a little bit closer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Go with the high scoring game, I'm on I'm gonna do 35 to 28. Yeah, so um I think you know very one thing to take out of this this game was uh Dak Prescott. I think we had a lot of questions or not we but you know fans in general had a lot of questions about Dak. Was that shoulder gonna be a problem for him? And he came out and looked like the Dak of last year before he went down with an ankle injury you know, going 42 for 58 for 403, three touchdowns and an interception. I think he looked phenomenal out there. <clears throat> you know, Mark Cooper looked really, really good. C.D. Lamb looks like he's going to repeat what he did last year, probably better. Oh, okay. um, you know, Zeke didn't, didn't look so well, but, you know, what do you expect when you go up against the top rush defense in the league? Um, obviously, Tom Brady looks like Tom Brady. Tampa Bay in general look good. Antonio Brown, Gronk. Antonio Brown so, looking like his old A.B. from the uh, Steelers. He oh, looked man. freaking ridiculous. It was, it was, it, that was crazy, man. Like, I don't think anybody expected it. I know I saw a few people in, in the leagues I'm in had him actually on the bench. So
1: Yeah. What do you, you know, have? He had uh, five catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Ridiculous. it was only seven targets. So that's
0: yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. Eight for eight for ninety and two. Yeah, ridiculous. Pretty impressive. You know. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I, the defense looked kind of suspect. The secondary did. All defensive line, but you know, they looked just as tough. They stuffed that run. That uh, Dallas cannot get that run game started at the all. The way
1: their linebackers get to the point of attack and their pursuit to the ball carrier every time. They, somebody runs a ball. This has been going for like three seasons now. Like these guys are just ridiculously coached. Uh, Todd Bowles bringing in the blitz packages. It, it's still the thing that was crazy is how good um, Dak Prescott handled the, the pass rush and handled those blitz packages coming in without a run game. So they were, they were just sending pressure, and he was just sidestepping through it, and he's getting the ball out to, to his, really his two guys, Cooper and Lamb. Um, yeah and you know Cooper yeah. was at uh, 16 targets and CD had 15 targets like they were yeah. zipping that right. ball across the field. Um, Michael
0: Gallup wasn't looking too bad you know he went down with the ankle injury but yeah he was yeah. also looking gracious. A couple, of good, good. A couple yeah. of good sideline yeah. catches, toe touchers. <laughs> oh yeah yeah so you know hopefully they'll get him back soon and I think that you know the offense is I don't think offense is the issue for Dallas. It's going to be that defense for the rest of the season. I think they look better than they did last year. You know, Return some of their linebackers, the corners look like they stepped up a little bit. They made some big, <clears throat> some big plays the other night. So well, it's going to be interesting to see as the season goes how that defense develops and see if they can get better because they got an offense that can is firing on all cylinders. I mean, like I said, they look like they picked right back up from where Dak was last year. So yeah. I don't think there's a question about the offense. <clears throat> You know, if you're worried about Zeke, like I said, you played, you know, the best, if not one of the best rush defenses in the league. So, you know, I think Zeke's still going to have a good season. I think one of their thing, you pay that man that much money, your primary focus is going to be getting him the ball. So we'll see how that goes as as the season goes. But I don't think they have to worry they have any questions about Dak or them receivers there in Dallas. I think they're going to be all right
1: for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think uh, one good uh, one good thing on that defense, you know, how bad they were last year. You got a bunch of, you know, young guys. Micah Parsons with the third most tackles on the defense is seven. With three of them solo, so he had four, you know, assisted tackles. But he was uh, – I saw him all over the field uh, on Thursday night. He was he was all over the place. And that was somebody I was honestly – for the Panthers, I was kind of wanting us to draft him because, you know, we are weak in that position. Uh, he would have been a very, very good fit. He would have been a nice replacement for Luke Kuechly. Uh, and we mm-hmm. kind of saw that his opening, his premier. He had you know, seven tackles against not really a running team. Like They were just passing the ball. To so have a linebacker with seven tackles and a pass-heavy uh, game play, Game script is pretty impressive. That just shows he was very lateral. He was back and forth, sideline to sideline, because those guys were just zipping the ball. I think Tom Brady threw it 50 times, so – that just shows. I mean, you linebackers. If you got a game like that, your safeties are usually the ones getting the tackles. Your corners and stuff like that. You're, you're, you're running your running game uh, script is where your linebackers really show themselves. But I'm kind of interested to see what he's going to look like when they start playing up against a run heavy offense. Um, it's going to be pretty pretty interesting to see. You got the Eagles and. Washington, they're in the same division. Uh, You know, Giants right there. So they got three really, really good running backs: Miles Sanders, um, Gibson, and uh, Saquon. So I think uh, I think he's going to make a huge impact on the defense this year. Uh, He's going to make take a huge stride, make that whole defense take a huge stride forward. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, that's about all I got with that game. Obviously, like I said, finished it really well. Well, actually, we'll talk a little bit more about it—the push off, that pass interference. Everybody's been talking about that.
0: Yeah, that was—that was kind of a. I think that was pretty blatant. You know, it was—it was definitely a bad call. Oh, it was a bad no call. I mean, right. He extended the arm. He got the push off. I mean, still good catch. You know, but um, it, there should have been a flag thrown there. And it was Tom Brady. You know, who's to say they weren't converted on the next play or whatever? But still. Dallas, they had a chance to win that game and I think that was the big call of the game. There were some calls during the game that were kind of questionable mm-hmm. but like I said man it's the first game of the season you know, the refs out there some things you know they're not going to see and, but I think that was pretty blatant and I think that should have been called um, I think for me one more thing on, on Tampa Bay uh, Tom Brady being 44 years old and the lack of a run game I really want to see as the season progresses, is Tom going to be able to, you know, step up and throw those fifty passes a game if he has to?
1: He did know? it. He did it last night or Thursday night. I mean, uh, yeah. But he, you know, his QBR was a sixty-five point three. Uh, he had four yeah. touchdowns, two interceptions. Um,
0: and you know, interceptions weren't really his fault. You know, one at the end of the half, Hail Mary pass to the end zone was yeah. picked off, That's and true. then the one that bounced off Leonard Fournette's hands. And it yeah, have been some, a catch.
1: yeah, the Hail Mary, you know, that's kind of – you just hit the 50-50 ball at that point. But, yeah, Leonard Fournette was showing yeah, I, some brick fingers I, I, I'm, out there. I'm
0: looking forward – yeah, I'm looking forward to see which which running back steps up, who can take that step because they're going to need it. I don't see Brady throwing 50 times a game, um, you know, with the age. You know, he could prove me wrong. He proves people wrong, you know, every year. But it's going to be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, we're kind of. Oh, yeah, guys. waiting to see you know winter time when it gets a little cold. And it's, you know, it's actually usually, I mean, he played in New England, so he's kind of yeah. used to that shit. So but I don't know. He's we'll always see. had. He's <clears throat> always had decent running backs. Not the not the best, but he oh yeah, uh, decent defenses. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would go further than that, but. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, we have our own opinions on that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get there eventually, sometime in the near future. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit more, uh, and we just you know segue a little bit. Uh, we plan on trying to record, you know, two or three times a week. We try to get as much coverage about what's going on uh, in the season throughout the throughout the throughout the year. You know, uh, and a part of that comes with NFL news and injury updates and some some things that I saw come up. Yesterday and, you know, just this week, really, the past seven days. You um, got some really, really significant injuries, let's say, to the Baltimore Ravens. Man, they got J.K. Dobbins out with ACL, like, what is it, a week later? Gus Edwards, and then the very next play, Marcus Peters. Some Those are three key factors to that team's success. And
0: don't forget, don't forget they lost Justice Hill, too. So, they lost their top three running backs yeah
1: it's it's uh the season that shit's crazy they that Sounds i don't know kind some voodoo going on over there <laughs> exactly <laughs> somebody it's got so a voodoo scary. doll in new orleans like just stabbing at it uh you got uh another you know big deal curtis samuel put on the ir um i think it was a groin was it what do you uh have? hamstring hamstring
0: hamstring yeah um Think about the new rule. No, it the was a groin. It was a groin. Was it a groin? Yeah, groin. That was a hamstring. Okay, <clears throat> I was wrong. Well, um, you know the the IR rule this year is he has to be on there for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So we'll look back in three weeks, and you know they'll look back and see how he feels. Um, you know that's something that's been bothering him all off season. Well, as far as training camp goes, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. <clears throat> they definitely need him back. You know, as the season goes on, they mean they got some good running backs there. Antonio Gibson, they still have Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas.
1: Just the combination of Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel together, holy shit. Ridiculous. And we we saw what Curtis Samuel could do for us, and we already know for the Carolina Panthers. uh, Like I said, that's what we are a Carolina Panthers sports podcast at the end of the day. So, uh, being that we watched what this man did for us, um, how he was barely utilized, and he still had a thousand all-purpose yards last year, um, with his rushing ability, his his yards after catch. The man plays like a run. He played running back at Ohio State, so uh, he and D.J. Moore have a lot of similarities when it comes to what they can do when they get their hands on that football. And so, uh, I think, and, and honest, my honest opinion, Curtis sam is a little bit more explosive. Uh, he's got a lot more lateral quickness than even D.J. Moore so he adds a different element uh to his game which was a big big hit for when we lost him um and we'll get we'll get more into that when we transition to our our panthers segment but uh yeah that's a major loss for washington uh they they, you got you know ryan fitzpatrick back there who's pretty much just your old school gunslinger um he just he'll zip the ball that he's you know thrives in a west coast style offense where he can just throw it 50 yards down the field every play so it's going to be fun to watch when they get get those when they get him back and have um, have them two together you know paired up and it's going to be pretty interesting to see how the defenses can respond to that
0: well that's the thing i think the defense is good enough to. it's going to keep them in games oh yeah so even though it's a hard loss i still think they're going to be able to win some games Chaishun. without them crazy yeah so good but yeah I don't, you know it hurts their offense but hopefully you know three weeks they'll have him back on the field and we can really see what this offense looks like
1: yeah i got, uh, the, the next biggest thing i want to talk about pretty cool thing is a uh, tj watt he just got he just signed a four-year 112 million dollar extension to for the steelers of course uh i mean he's i don't know he's arguably the best pass rusher uh not even I really arguably, he is their best pass rusher, and he's now the highest-paid defender in the league. I mean, you got people like Aaron Donald. He's high. He's paid high, more than Aaron Donald. Like Aaron Donald's your defensive player of the year, like what every single year. Um, and so TJ Watt gets the highest highest contract in the in the league. Um, I think that's pretty significant. The, <clears throat>
0: yeah, it's in the DNA. It's in the DNA.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the brothers the Bosa's and the Watts. Yeah, it's crazy. Nick and Joey Bosa. But, yeah, I mean, uh, there was a one little line that uh, Ben Roethlisberger hit last week, you know, they, when the T.J. Watt and the Steelers were, you know, discussing this uh, contract extension. He came out and was like, no, this, this guy needs to get his money. I, I took a pay cut specifically for guys like himself on this team to get their money. And he, you know, I think that, that, that one statement, putting that out there, I think that's what really got that deal done because... He he put it on the Steelers, you know Ben Roethlisberger did, and it's not even his side of the football, but he knows he knows the value of what T.J. Watt brings to that team. Um, and he made a, I think that one statement kind of kick started a quicker, uh, expedited negotiation process, so it was pretty good.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and that shows you what kind of leader you know, Big Ben is yep. to make that sacrifice. Because we've seen it through the league, you know Tom Brady's done it in in years past. So, these guys know you know you've got young talent, you want to keep them around. You can't just let these guys go, and the way the league is now, these players want money to play, so
1: especially do, at that know, position
0: oh, yeah, because that position's hard to find. you've seen how long it mm-hmm. took us to replace peppers. some of those <laughs> positions for us so
1: yes <clears throat> next uh next thing on the the uh, n f l news is uh, Lyle Collins cowboys uh he got suspended what's actually
0: didn't see this so this is new
1: for me uh yeah lyle collins got suspended five games for substance abuse Uh, i'm not sure of the details on that i'm not sure if it's uh like drug or like as in like steroid related but i mean he did have a hip injury Uh, i'll try to catch up a little bit on that one uh no he just actually was just missing his drug test he missed all of last year uh with a hip injury so he pretty much he hasn't been on that team and he's gonna miss now the first six weeks because he didn't play uh on thursday so he's missing the first six weeks of the season uh missed all 16 games last season and that dude is a pivotal uh factor to that offensive line and i mean that that could also be a big reason why you know zeke and um all them boys pollard they can't run the football because their offensive line is just so you know beat to shit um it's pretty they also interesting
0: didn't have Zach Martin out there third either so. Right,
1: and then they were on their third what was a third string left guard. Uh something like that. Yeah,
0: but I mean, the guys didn't do too bad of a job. Yeah, they um, held
1: it. They held it down. It was, I, I was I was actually impressed. Yeah, I, I
0: think they gave Dak plenty of time throw the ball. You yeah, it, that's my, another thing. That, that we'll keep an eye on. Yeah, that, that was a big the reason. To, line holds
1: up. Yeah, that's a big reason I uh, had the score a 14 point gap cuz I knew they was on they, their o-line was trash. <laughs> Uh, and then the defense that they were having to be going up against uh, being as deadly as they are. Um, I honestly thought that game was not even going to be close. I thought Tampa Bay was going to come out and just expose every bit of those weaknesses. Uh, and, and really, I put it on the shoulders of Dak. But uh, Dak, like, you know, we, we just talked about it. Dak pretty much carried that team to at least get a chance to win that football game. So that, that just shows how good he is
0: looks so good man i'm kind yeah. of pissed i skipped on him on fantasy a little bit <laughs> yeah, well
1: yeah. when you shatter your leg and then come right out and have a fucked up shoulder to start the season you know it's kind of hard to pick him up in the fourth round of a draft so yeah. well, <clears throat> i got your guy so it don't matter <laughs> all right <laughs> Kyler murray all right so next subject uh, we got nahin hans uh, this is kind of a subject i wanted to hit uh, this he just signed a three-year, eighteen point six million dollar extension, and the reason I wanted to talk about this is it doesn't—it's not that significant due to the fact he's a backup running back for the Colts. But the reason this was kind of, you know, something I wanted to talk about was Maryland Mac. Um, I mean, this guy is now the third-string running back, and just two years ago, uh, he was a thousand-yard rusher. He had eight touchdowns in 14 games. He missed two games and was a 1,000-yard rusher with eight touchdowns, averaging 4.4 yards per carry. The year before that, 908 yards on nine touchdowns with only 12 games played. So this guy, we, we could talk about potential injury history. You know, he missed all of last year. Um, however, when he's on the field, this guy is pretty dominant. Um, he. The fact that he is still just sitting now, he's a third-string running back on the Colts, it just kind of shocks me that teams like the Ravens aren't, with their with their history right now, with, the, with what's going on this offseason, all these ACL tears, the fact that they haven't even at least entertained the thought to go after a guy like this who is on the bottom of a depth chart kind of blows my mind. He's only four years into the league. Uh, this is, this would be his fifth year, so he, what's his age, 26? Um, yeah. Something like that. He's still young. He's up right up there at the same age as Christian McCaffrey, same age as, um, you know, uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, he, he's real young, so it, it just kind of shocks me, man, uh, that they're not really, no one's really pursuing this guy. Even the Panthers, yeah, I mean, just throwing him on our backup. We just we got, what, Freeman? Is that who we picked up? But um, uh,
0: yeah, I mean that's a good point. I mean, I never thought about it before, but that's a good point to bring up. Yeah, you know, that could have been a guy they could have targeted. They did sign some veterans to the to the team, Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman to the practice squad, and mm-hmm. signed Latavius Murray yesterday. But no, that would have been a
1: good target. It? Go really, it's a good get. target for anybody if you have a running back issue right now. The, the Colts got three legitimate running backs that no one's even talking about. Just because it's the Colts, they're not a high market area now that Peyton's not there. And so, and Andrew Luck, no one's talking about the weapons that these guys have. They're so deep at that running back position. If you had the Broncos right now with the, the craziness going on in their backfield, like the fact that no one's reaching out to even slide them like a fifth round offer for this guy is actually kind of crazy to me. Because he's a dominant ball handler. Yeah. So that speaks a lot for what
0: they see in Jonathan Taylor, too. Right. He's he's gonna have a really good season, I think. Yeah, but, I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, we're gonna going find out. I think he's yeah, definitely over a thousand yards this year. I'm gonna predict. But Naeem Hines, that was I think that was a key for them the way they run the offense, especially seeing them last year. They do. He is the pass catcher there. Um, really good when he gets the ball in his hands. So I think the money was deserved, honestly.
1: They got it. Yeah, no, it's not that he don't deserve it. I'm not trying to knock Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines is a baller. Yeah. That dude is one of the best, you know, receivers out of the backfield. Uh, he, he's not – he doesn't have the – he can run the ball between the tackles, but he's not your – it's not what he's known for. It's not what he's making a name for himself for. It. So he's got those hands, man. And you you pair him with Jonathan Taylor, that was a deadly combo last year. And, you Marilyn know, Maryland Mack being on IR – for the entire season was, I was kind of disappointed because I drafted Marilyn Mack last year. and I, But luckily I drafted Jonathan Taylor just because I, you know, in case Marilyn Mack went got hurt. And it happened so early. I'm just lucky I was able to pull that off because Jonathan Taylor turned out to be a pretty good fantasy option. But, yeah. Um, yeah it would have I mean, been
0: interesting to see both of them on the field last year. Oh, would have been crazy. that would have been like. Oh,
1: yeah. We got Jonathan Taylor had 11 69, 11 touchdowns last year, averaged five yards a carry, 299 yards receiving. That was, and that's not his strength is receiving. So Jonathan Taylor is really excited to see what he does and see what the Colts are going to do this year with so Carson what you're saying, Wentz.
0: 2,000 yards, he's going to take Derrick Henry's
1: crown from him. <laughs> uh, I mean, not in a rushing, but uh, <laughs> you, you want a combination of the two with an extra game potentially. He might have, he uh, might have about 1,800 yards. I can see. I know that's probably a really bold prediction. Yeah, and it's a bold prediction, but I could see 1,700, 1,800 yards. <clears throat> well, right now we're going to, uh, we got through our NFL news and injury updates, uh, some just some key points I wanted to hit. Obviously, there's more things going on around the league, but uh, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we're going to go to start talking about some other fun topics for our Panthers fans, and we're going to get you guys our scoring predictions of the week and our matchup favorites for uh, fantasy football so we're gonna take a break thank you guys all right guys we're back from our little break here um so yeah we're like i said before the break we're gonna transition to a couple more subjects here mainly the panthers um and what uh, we we'll get our scoring predictions for the week uh, after that but uh the biggest thing is you know we got the jets in week one you know big big week one opener for us uh we got sam Darnold. On our team now, former Jet, um, against that defense that he's been practicing with for his whole career. So, uh, obviously, it's shifted personnel, but same uniforms. There's going to be some sort of uh, chip on his shoulder, I think, uh, with how they've you know, pretty much tainted his entire career so far. But uh, so we'll, we'll just go go right into it. I mean, what do you what do you expect from our defense this week?
0: I expect to see something really good out of that defense. I think rookie quarterback, you know, we, we've seen him in the preseason. He looked pretty good. Um, they did give him some weapons, signing Corey Davis. they returned returning Jameson Crowder. Um, and also, uh, what's the, the rookie, what's his name? Um, what's the rookie wide receiver? Oh, yeah. Um, Elijah Moore. Elijah
1: Moore, yep, yep, yep.
0: So bringing in Elijah Moore, it's gonna be interesting to see if they can get pressure on them, you know. Rookie quarterbacks, you know, through the years, some of them show you get pressure on them, you know. They get kind of, you know, jumbled in that pocket, and they don't, they can't settle down. So I think we need to get some pressure to them uh, and get them off rhythm, off the rip, set set the set the tone at the, at the beginning of the game.
1: I, th- I think we need to take a little bit of a, uh, a point some pointers out of that Bill Belichick mentality when he plays up against rookie quarterbacks you know i think what is he like on the damn near undefeated against rookie quarterbacks when they play against the patriots uh and it's you know mainly due to the part that they do send a lot of pressure they they give them a lot of confusing looks uh in the secondary hard reads uh they, they try to you know jumble up what's going on on the defense and it makes it more complicated if we can come out there and, and give us some false looks for him, and uh, really get him confused before the snap. On top of what we already have up front, you you know Brian Burns and um, you know, Brown, uh, Marquise Haynes coming off the bench, Gross Mato's coming off the bench. Um, you know we got we got some real good pass rushers uh, back there. You know Daquan Jones going to be a real big factor, I think, in the run game and um, Morgan Fox coming over from the Rams with six sacks uh just last year. Uh that defensive line I think can be can be real deadly this year and starting in week 1 against a rookie. They could be very impactful uh and just let our let our DBs and our linebackers run around free and make plays happen, you know what I mean? So um Yeah. We got to yeah. be able to cover those guys. I mean, Jameson Crowder's no no joke and uh well, I think
0: Jameson Crowder's if I'm not mistaken I think he's out this week. He's on the covid. List, okay. So they're okay. down one receiver, so we're gonna see a lot of Elijah, Elijah Moore, Moore and Corey Davis.
1: Yeah. Corey Davis coming over from Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Corey yeah. Davis he's, coming over from Tennessee. He's a he's, he's an impactful he's, player.
0: He's been one of his main targets um this all this preseason. So it's be interested to see where we line up. You know, who's gonna cover Corey Davis and who's gonna cover Elijah Moore. Um So I'm looking forward to seeing that. The run game, it's not something I'm really scared of. You know, Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, um, and the rookie, you know, from North Carolina. So we'll see uh, Michael Carter, which is one of my guys. You know, I have him rostered in a few leagues. I think Mm -hmm. he has potential to take over this backfield. Dominant. So dominant in college. So this run game isn't something I'm really technically worried about. I think we're going to do a good job against the run. I just don't I think we need to get pressure. I don't think we need to give uh the quarterback time enough to set back in the pocket and throw the football. Yeah, but um, you can the, you can stop the still,
1: run you know, by you can stop the run by getting to the quarterback. You know what I mean that was that yeah. Ron Rivera motto, you know, stop the run by by a dominant pass rush. And what that means is you're really your edge your edge rushers are containing. They're they're forcing it inside and allowing the linebackers to do something. If Brian Burns can you know seal that right that right side of the defensive line and get his outside leverage and force the ball carrier in you know into the linebackers and into those dominant big boys defensive tackles and Jones and, um, and Jones and Brown um, that can be that can literally keep us keep them one dimensional uh, and it will allow Brian Burns to peel his ears back and continue to the ball handler which is the quarterback in this scenario. Uh, and make some plays with that bu- brutal spin move he's got. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I see a lot of good things, man. I see a lot of good things coming. Uh, I was just looking at some stats from Court Davis. This dude had only 92 targets. His 14 games, 65 receptions, 984 yards, and five touchdowns. So uh, he can be an impactful player. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't cracked a thousand yards yet, but. He also was was uh, in a run-heavy offense, so he hasn't played in your you know, gunslinger offense. You know that uh, it looks like the Jets are trying to implement with uh, Zach Wilson back there. So it's gonna be interesting to see if he can if he can uh, improve on the things he's done throughout his career in Tennessee. Um, Correct. That's that's the guy that's the guy I'm looking at in that matchup. You know. Action Jackson back there covering uh, Elijah Moore and we got our boy uh, J.C. Horn he's out there covering Corey so that's the matchup I'm going to be watching Uh, as long as we're we're actually shadowing players here. I don't don't know what kind of defense we're running this year. I mean if we're going to be running a primarily man offense due to the way we've drafted uh, which is definitely uh, probably the case Uh, you don't draft a guy like J.C. Horn and then just go and run zone coverage so uh, we could start to see a lot of receiver shadowing coming from J.C. Horn where we, we put him on a their number one guy. And this week, Corey Davis is going to be their number one guy. So uh, really, really interesting matchup. Uh, see our rookie versus somebody who could potentially have a breakout season and really flip his career around. So.
0: Yeah, this was like I said. <clears throat> it, it, I'm not going to say it's – no, not the worst. You know, last year their worst team in the NFL. But I'm not saying it's not a good test. But I mean, I feel like it should be a game that we should dominate. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how the defense plays together. It's, it's gonna to be an eye test. We're gonna see what they look like and see. You know, if it's if it's a good game for us, we need to build off the momentum, regardless of who we're playing. Right. So we could, we we um, very
1: well could start off. What, what would you say five and zero? We're looking at that schedule.
0: Uh, yeah, we looked at the schedule. I know we got the Saints in there somewhere. I think the first three games. Let's look like at the schedule real quick.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do see um, I see a lot of potential to go five and zero. Trying to get this stuff pulled up. We got the Jets. and We got New Orleans with uh, Jameis Winston. Uh, and they don't have Michael Thomas. All they have is, is Callaway. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to perform you know, in our division. Uh, luckily, we get them early in the season. We don't really give them the chance to get any sort of camaraderie you know, between the two. Uh, and we can you know, probably handle ourselves pretty good. Uh, it's in New Orleans, September 19th. Uh, and then we've got Houston coming to us on Thursday, just a few days after our Saints game. Uh, so that's gonna be you know, that should be a win. Uh that's you know, three games. No, no, them sorry. Yep, that, yep, they're coming to us. And then we've got Dallas. That's gonna be a tough game. We you know, after we just saw what they did to to Tampa, um, you know, preseason we predict predicted that we would probably go, you know, five and zero. But after what we just saw them do, we we gotta we gotta make sure we can get to Dak, man, and that defense couldn't do it. It's gonna to be tough. That's gonna to be definitely a tough feat. And uh we definitely have the potential to do it. We got our, our strength is our D line. Uh the the Bucks strength is their linebacking core. Um, they do have some good pass rushers, you know, Jason Pierre Paul, but he's more of a run run support type of guy. But uh yeah, it'd be interesting. That game that that's gonna be a good game there. Uh and then we got the Philadelphia Eagles and so I think we got a good chance uh, at the very least to go four and one. Um, if we happen to get into a shootout with Dallas, they definitely got the weapons to, to win in a shootout. So we got to be able to contain him. Um, and then that running game, of course, we don't have the run support that that the Bucks have. So we're not going to be able to keep Zeke down to 23 yards or whatever it was that he had. So <laughs> that's going to be a tough game. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, realistically, it looks like we could potentially start the season at four and one. Um which would be pretty damn good, considering we were the eighth pick in the draft this year, um, yeah. and that's—I mean, hopefully, hopefully that's not a huge stretch. Uh, I think we can we can make that happen. So, what do you think about that?
0: I mean, same thing. I feel the same thing. You know, the Saints, Sean Payton's always been <clears throat> Sean Payton. The Saints always been a team that's played this close every single year, regardless of what rosters look like. Yeah. So, but Jameis Winston isn't. Someone new to us we've seen James Winston for years. We've played against James Winston. so if we can take a little bit of you know knowledge of how he plays and we know how he plays, you know we can maybe use that to our advantage a little bit. <clears throat> um, obviously, their key factors would be stopping Alvin Kamara and uh yeah, it's gonna it's, be a tough. One. Oh no, it could be. It could be tough. Like I said, I think this week it's gonna be an eye test. To see the defense, and I think that's a big thing for us because we were middle of the pack last year. We wasn't a really good defense. We wasn't a very bad defense, but there's some guys. They're young, so we really gotta make that next step to get that chemistry going and really, you know, really try to make it work this season. Um, and and then, you know, for the other side of the football, I mean, I think our big thing is Sam, you know, Sam, how, how's it going to look? We've only seen him, you know, on the Jets. So, however, I think we go as far as Sam Donald's going to take us. Now, you know, I mean, you talked about it a few times. I, I think with the offense that Sam Darnold has, is isn't something, Sam doesn't have to win his football game. You know, he, yeah. And I hate using, you know, a game manager, you know, because he, I think he can be more than that with his ability to, you know, to air the ball out. But that's kind of what we need him to do is manage the game. You have Christian McCaffrey coming back. You have D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, you know, so he has playmakers and just get the ball in their hands. Mm-hmm. That, that's key. So, I mean, this week with the Jets, it's going to be a test. We're going to see what we look like. And if we can just you know make evolve throughout the season and just become a better football team as we go, so right. what do you expect from uh, Sam and these guys this year?
1: uh I've been kind of high on sam darnold um even while he was at in, at the jets because there's some you see some flashes when you you watch him coming down the fourth quarter uh with the opportunity to you know the very few opportunities they had but to, to at least win a ball game you see him do some really good stuff you see him make some really good throws you can just go on youtube and just look at that connection he had with robbie anderson while they were with the, he was with the jets uh and you can see how he can definitely zip that ball and he's a very accurate thrower something we haven't had uh since 2010 i mean you know cam newton had his strengths but Fuck his his, him throwing the ball was not his strength. And that man that man was throwing buddy passes left and right, trying to get your damn head top knocked off and get your knees torn while you're airborne. So he you know Cam Cam was notorious for getting you the ball. You know you were jumping up, having an explosion to expose them ribs on a 15 yard dig. So I think we got a guy who's not going to be doing that to our receivers and letting our guys get down. Teddy Bridgewater didn't do that kind of stuff too often, uh, but. The problem with Teddy is he didn't have that downfield ball. I mean, he, he would throw it when it's wide open if he was looking there. But uh, he didn't really, he wasn't uh, the type of quarterback, he was very concerned, he wasn't the type of quarterback that Sam Darnold is where he's got his good pre-snap reads and he, he can uh, he can get that ball out of his hands pretty quick and uh, make, make something happen with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall. Uh, with those three guys, and you obviously got Christian McCaffrey, but the, the weapons that he has around him being so much better than anything the Jets could have ever gotten him, um, it, it definitely makes me wanna. I'm definitely gonna be looking at his game uh, hardcore this week and uh, see if he can duplicate some of those really really good moments he had with the Jets. Uh, he's he's really good with his on his leg and his legs too, so he can run the ball um he's he's not he's not dominant. he's not a cam newton that's where his strength was but he can move the ball with his legs and uh i definitely see a lot of potential with having this kind of a quarterback uh, jake delome uh, i mean people have their mixed emotions and mixed feelings about jake delome but he could he could get the ball down the field and that was his strength with moosey muhammad and ricky Pro and steve smith you know uh, we were also a primarily run-heavy offense, but you, you go look at them highlights with with Jake DeLom. He's not the he didn't have the strongest arm in the world, but he was not afraid to throw it deep. And uh, Moose and Steve they made a living off of that. And you know we lost that. We lost a deep-throwing quarterback. And uh, so I think this is the first time we've really had somebody who's not afraid to zip it deep. And um, I'm definitely excited to see. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, it's not that he has to force it either. You know, no, New they're going to be open. You know, it was put on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those plays he he had he had no choice but to throw it downfield. So this is a, you know he's not coming into a team where he's going to be forced to throw the ball deep all the time. Now the connection with Robbie, that chemistry already there is really good to have because we we've seen what they did in New York together. Um, he's built chemistry with D J Moore, and same type of player. We know D J can blow the top off a of defense at any given second. But he's also a guy you can throw it five yards under and he can take it 70 to the house. Right. And same thing with Christian McCaffrey. So this isn't – he's not in a situation where he's going to be forced to put the – you know, the game's going to be on his back. I mean, Obviously the most dominant player on the field is going to be Christian McCaffrey week in and week out. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, you know, coming off this injury, I'm kind of wanting to see how the coaches, you know, the workload that Christian McCaffrey is going to get. Because I think and you talked about it, we don't think he needs the workload he's had in in the years prior. Mm -hmm. So, and that's going to be key for us. We have to keep Christian McCaffrey healthy. Um, Don't give him the, I personally don't think he should have the workload he's he's had in the past, but that's going to be another thing to see how, how, just how we operate. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll just go from there and, as the season goes, you know, it's it's going to change, but
1: it's going yeah. to be very
0: interesting to see this offense and Sam Darnold, he's still young. You know, he he still has time to develop. Yeah, I think he's just yeah, as obviously. old as
1: he's the same age I think as uh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, about a year younger. Well, oh, 24, 25. So us look at. it. I think Joe so we'll, Burrow is We'll see.
0: Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. Carolina Football, I know I'm ready to bust out the game day shoes and that number twelve jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already told people if you didn't rock the twelve, don't rock the two. Don't jump on the bad wagon now because right. DJ <laughs> workout season here.
1: Yeah, I think another so, thing with the Sam Darnold stuff, man, um, is DJ Moore. Uh, we got, you know, Robbie. Uh, we came out. He came out earlier in this preseason, in the off season. He talked about how he wanted to be. He likes pr- being primarily in the slot, and he's only 190 pounds. He's six two. He's he's literally my size, and yeah. I'm not I'm not built to be getting hit by NFL safety. And this <laughs> he's not a big dude, so he don't need to be playing on the edge. I mean, I think he his strength is the slot. And I think that's obvious. Also, while we drafted Terrace Marshall, you know, 6'2", 220 pounds or whatever he is, um, a big body to play on the edge. Uh, actually, I think uh, I think Robbie's actually six. No, he's six-three. He's actually kind of tall, but just that just makes it worse. You're six-three, hundred tall, fast, but he's so skinny. I mean, he literally looks like a freaking yeah. twig out there. But yeah. the dude, the dude's got some speed. Putting him in the slot. Yeah, don't
0: get me wrong. <clears throat> there was a few times last year where throwing across the middle and Robbie's going across the middle. And I kind of cringe a little bit because I don't know who he is. But yeah, he is it's tiny. Man. Tough to be a size.
1: Yeah, he take he, he he falls he falls down. I mean, that's the one thing. He's not trying to do extra. That's his. That's the one thing that's keeping him alive right now. Because <laughs> if he was trying to do extra <clears throat> with the football, he wouldn't end well. But uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Nah, one mean, thing I want to see. Is last year we saw DJ Moore primarily line up on the outside. Mm-hmm. I want to see you move DJ around because his skill set—he can play any, you know, anywhere on that offense. So move him around, get the ball in his hands. Yeah. Um, open up, open up those big plays for you know Robbie Anderson because he does have the speed. Um, so I want to see DJ moved around this year. We'll like I said, I want the role he had last year wasn't bad but like I said he, he's a guy that you can move around a lot. You don't have to line him up primarily
1: on the outside. <clears throat> yeah. And then uh then you pair that with you know the number one fantasy running back in the league, debatably the best running back in the league, um Christian McCaffrey. Uh this dude, I expect real real big things with him. I think he's going to put up some very dominant numbers, as long bearing no injury, you know, knock on wood. But uh, I could I could see him putting up 16, 1,700 yards rushing this year, being that we got seventeen games now. Uh, and then obviously the, the biggest thing is him receiving out of the backfield. He's going to bring those safeties down. Uh, that's going to open up everything for for the guys we just all we just mentioned in the receiving core. We haven't even mentioned uh, Dan Arnold. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I think I think that's going to be pretty interesting to see what we do with him as well. I think he's an Olson type. Um, but I
0: think the tight end position in general, obviously, <laughs> we haven't found a replacement <clears throat> since we lost Olson. So we've been trying to find that guy, and maybe we'll see if he can be the guy that actually steps up. I, I, I really do see. Position.
1: I think he can. I think he can because you look at how they used him in Arizona. Okay. Uh Kyler Murray didn't really utilize his tight end very much. He's uh he uses his legs a lot and he'd get that thing to DeAndre and um Christian Kirk, uh Larry Fitzgerald. But um they didn't really use him much and he still had a very, very good season last year. I think he had almost what nine hundred yards? Still a quiet season. You
0: know, quiet season
1: for yeah, for I'm not sure what he had last year. I'm about to take a look real quick. Yeah. Uh, I know he had uh let's see. No, no, nah, I was a little off. He he had only 434 yards with four touchdowns, but it was only on four, uh, 45 targets. So he was averaging 14 yards a catch. Yeah. Um, and it's you know for for a tight end who's averaging 14 yards a catch, you got to get him the ball more. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. He's 26 years old, uh, still young, 6'6", 240 pounds. Um, you know he's got. He's got some potential to really fill that that hole that we've we've had with, since we lost a healthy Greg Olson, you know, um, mm-hmm. back when you know he was Cam's favorite target. Um, I think I think Sam Darnold could really use him and uh, open up the 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 edges because we can we can tear up that seam with Sam, uh, It's so confusing it's tongue tire tongue twisters with Dan Arnold, Sam Darnold. Uh, <laughs> It's a tongue twister, but yeah, opening up the seam with Dan Arnold with Sam Darnold throwing him the football, <laughs> and you're gonna open up the edges. Um, yeah. So, I think we just got a we got a juggernaut of an offense, and I'm super super excited for mm-hmm.
0: that. But one thing I want to get your <clears throat> uh, opinion on: How do you feel about the offensive line this year?
1: Uh, the offensive line, I'm kind of curious to see how that's gonna work out. I mean. We drafted two really good offensive linemen, uh, Dante Brown, and then Brady Christensen. Um,
0: Traded Greg
1: Little. So. Greg Little. Yeah. So it's a good point I wanted to make on that one. We we drafted Greg Little, and if everybody anybody remembers when he was coming out of college, he his pro football focus pass protection grade was the highest in college football when he was the year he was coming out. Um, And I know how the people, you know, question the analytics and all that stuff, but we're going to talk about analytics because that's clearly how we drafted right there. Um, Brady Christensen, this year, was also the highest PFF pass protection grade coming out of college. When you have that, you expect him to be a success story. However, we just traded Greg Little for a little, next to nothing, and he was a second round draft pick, and he was supposed to be, he was supposed to be that guy that, filled that void since Jordan Gross. Um and he ended up not being anything. He barely ever started. We went and traded for a, a left tackle um, from Seattle. Can't think of his name to save my life right now, but uh we, we sent we sent some draft picks to go get that. After we after we just drafted him. We're like, all right, yeah, we gotta go we gotta go get somebody. And then that's that's alarming. And and this year, Brady Christian's coming out as a left tackle and we got him at the right tackle. And he's a backup yeah. to, to Tyler Moten. So it's kind of concerning um, this, this uh, draft approach going analytics-based instead of paying attention to footwork, hand placement, the, the punch at the line, and seeing how, uh, mo, you know, how these guys move around. Um, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be interesting to see how he works out. Um, and then you got Dante Brown. Never gave up a single sack at Alabama. Um, we got
0: him late. Late. late,
1: a good, yeah. a great value pick, a great value pick. Um, I know we wanted to start this podcast before the draft, and then get some stuff going after the draft. But we would have been able to, you know, spill on that a little bit more, and try to stay on the subject at hand. But Dante Brown, I think, was a very, very good value pick, um, being that he never gave up a single sack. I'm hoping we can, you know, get him. Uh, Going and and get both of these guys some playing time because we really need to see what we got there um, and we can really move him into that left guard position. Uh, we got Pat Eflini, uh, Eflin, Pat Eflin. Um, don't even don't even know who that is to be honest, but <laughs> I've never even heard of that name. So that that's the point we're making here. <laughs> who is this? Yeah. You know, we need to get Dante Brown out there. You know. <laughs> Uh, you know, very good center and Matt Par- uh, Paradis from the Denver Broncos. Um, uh, yeah. he's, been, he's been he's been solid been good for us since we've come over. Since uh, what, uh, Ryan Khalil? Um, yeah, I well, don't you know, yeah.
0: replace that skill set, but
1: no, but he's he's a pretty good runner up. I mean, Matt Paradis was a great addition to the, to the offense a couple years ago, so. Um, that's and Taylor Moten. We just signed him to an extension, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh,
0: did we tag him or?
1: No, nah, we. I think we extended. He had
0: the franchise tag him, then extended. Him, right,
1: right. There. So that's we we secured that. So and again, yeah, we're the really, fact that Brady Fisher, I mean, go we're ahead. We're
0: really happy about that. So.
1: Oh yeah, no, no. He <laughs> that that was a, we needed to sh- you know shore up that offensive line. We've been letting our guys walk, and that's the thing. Trey Turner, we just let him walk. Didn't get anything for it. Dude's a you know, two-time Pro Bowler or something. We let this man walk. Uh, we've ne- yet to really shore up our offensive line, uh, and that's why I think this year was significant drafting Brady Christensen and Dante Brown. Those two could be the start of the rebuild on the uh, front five. But the fact that Brady Christensen is starting is behind Taylor Moten at the right tackle position. Are we I don't even know if we're even going to see Brady Christensen this year. And and that's disappointing. I think he needs to be over there behind Cam Irving, um, you know, taking that Trent Scott back up left tackle spot. Uh, Dante Brown, uh, he could definitely be the left guard. We could we could have that left side shirt up, the blind side of our quarterback, uh, with Dante Brown and Brady Christensen. But uh, you know, I trust the coaches and their assessment on what they're doing this all season, and you know, hopefully, hopefully we get a better picture of what they're going to be. Uh, I don't want I don't want to be sitting there drafting these guys, you know, and then they're just sitting on our backup, you know, because our offensive line front five is already kind of struggling. So for drafting these guys, and we can't even draft somebody to start, that's pretty alarming. So it, this year's a definitely a, a big, you know, teller on how we're drafting right now. Uh, and if if we're not doing anything good with this, we need to we really need to push and make something happen next year in the draft this was one of the deepest left tackle drafts we've had in in recent hit uh, memory but we missed on some really really good value um and it's kind of disappointing because this was a good opportunity to shore it up for Sam Darnold but um we're gonna gonna see how it goes man we're gonna see how it goes hopefully we can give these guys some opportunity to really get some playing time and and, and master that craft. <clears throat> yeah,
0: and I think this week's gonna be a good test because that Jets defensive line did in look too good. In the pre- they look pretty good in the preseason. So
1: yeah, uh, hopefully help. we don't get any injury issues, man. Hopefully they're not playing because of injuries. Cause if they're not the better ones on the team, they don't need to be forced into action. I want them to be eased into action, you know, and uh, let them let them perform naturally. I don't want anybody getting hurt. And uh, and oh, now we got. Two rookie linemen starting, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not trying to see all that. I want this offensive line to stay together, and so we can actually see what these this offense can do with a healthy offensive line. And even if it is an average offensive line, hopefully that running game and Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield can um, alleviate that pass rush and keep those defensive linemen on their heels. You know, so. But yeah, I think we'll wrap that well, segment um, up. We'll go to. Uh, we'll
0: find out tomorrow. So, um, yeah. do you want to? Put your uh, prediction down for this game tomorrow.
1: <laughs> uh, with all the things we just said, I mean, I think we are the stronger team. Uh, we got more weapons. Uh, like we you know, we talked. Interested to see what Zach Wilson's going to do. I mean, the Jets definitely got a lot better. They went all out for their quarterback. Something they didn't do with Sam Darnold, but. I, I, I do see they're going to improve, but it's it's the start of a rebuild. Um, this is their first week together with the new regime, and I don't see that all this additions really being you know, a huge factor in the game for the first game of the season. So Carolina, we got uh, you know, two of our receivers were returning from last year, both of them 1,000 yards receivers, and got Christian McCaffrey, huge addition for the season. Um, and a a better quarterback in my opinion than Teddy Bridgewater. So, uh, I I do see us winning the game. My prediction is twenty seven to twenty one, roughly. I think it'll be close, um, just because you know it's going to be some motions there for Sam, and he might make some early mistakes. But I think he's going to get it together, and I think we'll end up finishing the game. Uh, and get a get us a nice start to the season. What do you think?
0: I'm gonna go a little a little bit different. Obviously. You know, with everything you said, Robbie, DJ, 1,000-yard receivers last year, returning Christian McCaffrey, young, hungry defense, I think we're going to get pressure on Zach Wilson. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball that well on us um, with the backs that they have. Um, So I'm going to go with 21-10 to Carolina Panthers. Okay. I just – I don't see the Jets being a big factor this this weekend. I think we're going to – I think we're going to put it on them, so – that's that's my prediction.
1: That'd be pretty good. I, I hope I hope, what, I hope that's that's what it is. It really really kick our season off. So.
0: And DJ Morrison will have 120 yards with two touchdowns. So
1: 120 yards with two touchdowns. Yes. That's sir. your bold prediction?
0: Hey, hey, they're projecting that man to only have four touchdowns this year. So we're going to go ahead and get half of that in game
1: 1. All right, well, I guess if you're going to throw a bold prediction, I guess I'm going to have to throw a bold prediction. Uh mine off the top of the head, my bold prediction is Sam Darnold throws for 350 yards and three touchdowns.
0: Oh, well, Christian McCaffrey's gonna get one. So. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll sure.
1: That, that's <laughs> not even really a bold prediction because it's <laughs> McCaffrey. He's scoring the damn football. <laughs> yeah. He'll probably have two. He'll probably have two by himself. But uh, yeah. All right. Um, we'll go ahead and lateral over to our scoring our score predictions. Um, uh, my, I want to add a little thing to. Uh, what we're gonna do for this particular segment each week, uh, James is gonna have the game of the week, something he's really looking forward to, to watching, and I'm gonna have my game of the week, uh, and I'll let I'm gonna, I'm gonna start this one off uh, the game of the week that I'm most excited to watch is gonna be the Miami and Patriots game. It's gonna be at 4:25. Um, it's gonna be at New England. Um, the reason I'm excited to watch this game uh, is one, you know, throughout the history, you, you just go look at it, go look it up from the past like six, seven years. Miami usually gives the Patriots some some problems, and it's like it's really funny because like the Patriots could be one of the best teams in the league, and for some reason, they either go to Miami or Miami comes to them, and they give the Patriots hell for some reason. Nobody knows why because they they've been trash. Uh, however, this year they actually have. Put together a pretty good roster. Their defense, as you saw last year, was fairly dominant um, and they held it together. This year, that defense is healthy. The defense is, is right back where they probably left off last year. And they've got a running game in Miles Gaskins that I think can be a big factor in this game. Um, however, <laughs> I'm not very, I don't have a lot of faith in Tua. He didn't even you know. The, you look at ESPN and NFL Network. You a lot of chatter right now is the fact that Tua didn't even get voted on by his peers to become the captain of the team, which I think is pretty damn funny. Cause you're the quarterback. You're supposed to be the savior. <laughs> He's supposed to be the next big thing coming out. What was he the third overall pick or something like that last year? Third quarterback at least. I can't remember what pick it was, but he was the third quarterback chosen. Left-handed quarterback. We haven't really seen much success with those. Uh, Michael Vick. I uh, can't even think of anymore off top matter You got Tim Tebow. I think was a lefty. Um, but anyway, yeah, you got. He's a lefty. So your blind side is now your right tackle, which is no longer your strongest. You know, offensive lineman. It's always your left tackle is your strongest lineman. So there's a lot of factors there. Pair that with the fact that Bill Belichick just got his whole defense back. Um. The reason this is game is exciting for me is the fact that Tom Brady just left you know, two off-seasons ago, or not this off-season, but last off-season, and they went and won a Super Bowl. Um, the Patriots had eight people on that defense not enter the season last year because of the COVID protocols. Not only that, he got some players back. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, who played with Miami last year. So it's almost as if he called Kyle Van Noy as a hey buddy, uh, we're checking out this season. We lost Tom, COVID. We got a bunch of COVID issues. We're gonna tell our guys who are at high risk go ahead and stay home for the season. We're checking out. We're getting us a quarterback. Go play with somebody you want to play with for a year and come on back. And because Kyle Van Noy left, played at Miami. They had a dominant defense. Guess who's back? Kyle Van Noy, right back to Bill Belichick's defense. You got all those guys back. They played a lot of young players last year. Uh, on their defense. And Mac Jones, um, I honestly see he fits the same mold that Tom Brady was for the Patriots. Um, now, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be what Tom Brady was, but if we're talking about athleticism and the way he can, he's a very, very intelligent guy. I mean, there's articles coming out about how he's teaching Cam Newton the playbook. Cam Newton was there last year. And this guy just got here. So the dude's very, very intelligent. He got a, a I think he had a double major in like three years or some shit like that in Alabama. The dude is ridiculous. I may have been misspoken there, but you just go look at his college resume. He's a he's a very intelligent player. Um put that in the backfield, um, calling the shots. Um I think he's gonna be a huge factor on that offense. And so I'm excited to see what the Patriots in general for the whole season are going to do. So that's why that's my most exciting game to watch. Because uh, I'm really, really looking forward to see what Bill Belichick has done this season with the Patriots and see if they can get back to that glory days with their, their pressure and their special team is already going to be really dominant. They were still a top five, top 10 defense last year and they had a bunch of their star players didn't play. So the mastermind and Bill Belichick's going to be calling the shots again. And, I'm real excited to see if they can come out and, and start the season really really strong. Uh, see what we can get from them this year.
0: So I definitely like your game. That is the game I'm gonna be watching because I do want to see the uh, who's gonna be Mac Jones' weapons. You know who's gonna be his primary guy. Um, and Miami's gonna be without Will Fuller, so it's that is gonna be an interesting game. But my game that I'm looking forward to watch is the Steelers at the Bills. Hmm. This is a game that's going to be very interesting. You got that's a playoff matchup right there. Yeah, possibly playoff matchup, and honestly, Bills possibly could be playing for a championship this year. Mm-hmm. So, return of Big Ben. There's questions last year. Was he washed? You know, questions about his throwing. Um, from what you know, from what I've read and what I've seen, Ben's looking good in camp. Um, and then you got Josh Allen, MVP type, you know, caliber season coming back. The no, Steelers' defense healthy, one of the best last year before it kind of fell apart, losing Bud Dupree and some of their key guys on defense. And the, the weapons that the Steelers have, um, you know, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, you know, Juju, we'll see if he can have a bounce back season this year. And the addition of Najee Harris, I think that's going to be big for the Steelers. It's something they were lacking last few seasons. James Conner, especially last year, injury problem, club he couldn't stay healthy. They didn't have a, a legit running back and I think Najee's going to be the guy they've, they've wanted, the guy they've been looking for. A um, guy that can catch really really well out of the backfield. Big body, their type of running back. Um, so definitely looking forward to seeing this game and on the other side you know, Stefan Diggs. We all know what Stefan Diggs did last year. Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, so I'm I'm very interested to see this game and how these two defenses play. This could be a this could be one of those games high scoring or this could be a defensive style game. I think it's two really, really good playoff caliber teams. Interested to see this backfield for Buffalo. Haven't had one last two seasons, so we're gonna see how that works. Josh Allen's going to still be back there and throw the football. Because, you know, in the red zone, he's their primary goal line back, I guess you can say, because he can use his legs. So, I, I want to see I, – I really want to see this, you know, really, really want to watch this game really close. See how big Ben looks. And uh, that's that's something I'm really excited to see in Najee Harris. So, yeah, it's gonna that's be, a – Yeah, it's going to be a good game. You know, it, it mean a whole lot to say, you know, returning a lot of players. Mm-hmm. To yeah, see it, if, you had Emmanuel Sanders back there too. You do have Emmanuel Sanders. You are right. Um, I forgot they did add him. Yeah. <laughs> so that's gonna yeah. be huge. You know, of an age, we'll see what he still has left in the tank. So I think. I think the Steelers are gonna be. They're gonna surprise a lot of people this year. I think Big Ben's gonna surprise a lot of players. I don't think he's done yet. I think he's still sling it. And now you got Nazi to take some of that pressure off of him from having to throw the ball so much. So mm-hmm. that's uh definitely my game to watch this week. <clears throat> So we'll yeah, see
1: how it goes. That'll be good. We'll jump over uh, to our one o'clock games. Um, what was well, actually? Let's give our predictions for those uh, those two games. My my game, Miami Patriots. I feel like the Patriots gonna win this game, uh, twenty eight to twenty one. Uh, similar score to uh, my Patriots J- our Panthers Jets game. But uh, so I'm gonna go 21-28, Patriots win. What's your score of your game?
0: Hmm. See, it's a tough. You know, I just said this could be a defensive-style game or this could be a shootout. Um, I'm going to go with a defensive game. I think the Steelers defense is going to be just as good as they have been last year, and I think they're going to get the, you know, Allen. So I'm on low scoring. I'm going to say 17-10. It's going to be the final, and I'm going to take the Bills to win this game because I still feel like you know, the quarterback Josh I still feel like he's the better the better out of the two. Okay. Uh, I think Stefan Diggs is gonna have a big game. So I'm gonna go seventeen to ten and the Bills are gonna win
1: it. Okay. Just just for everybody listening, if you're still listening, thank you. Um but just throwing this out there, these are just off the top of the head, quick score predictions. We did not at least I did not. Did you uh, put your scoring predictions down before this segment, or you just... i got nothing down, so I'm hoping yeah. you're writing them all down. Yeah, I'm writing them down now. <laughs> uh, people probably hear me typing on the uh, keyboard, but, yeah. So, we got James, as 10-17. Uh, again, this right off the top of the head. I'm going to go ahead and take your game of the week. And we'll go, uh, it's 1 o'clock, like I said. Um, a lot of things that you just mentioned. Um, some, definitely some key factors, but I... It's probably going to be a little shocking. I'm going to have to go against that. I'm going to have to go flip the score, 17-14, however. Um, Steelers, mm-hmm. I think Steelers are going to win yep. the game, 17-14. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Najee Harris is going to do. Um, Big Ben has not had to run a game since Le'Veon Bell. They've really been carrying that offense on his shoulders. He's old as shit. And they, they expect this man to just carry the offense and now you got a guy who's literally going to be carrying the offense every time they hike that ball on first and second down and you got a lot of really good receivers out there and I know the Bills defense is pretty solid however it's not going to stop Najee it's not going to stop Deontay Johnson and it's not going to stop um, Claypool and Juju and Juju's in the slot I think Juju will have a rebound season and I think this will be the game that shows that uh, so it's going to be like you said a defensive battle I think the Steelers are going to come out on top
0: 17-14 and what was your prediction for the Miami Pats I you put Pats I put
1: Miami uh, 21 Patriots 28 the mm-hmm. Pats win it mm-hmm.
0: it's kind of close to what I want I think it's going to be high scoring you know, I, th- I think it's going to be they're going to put up some points like I said it's going to be interesting to see who's Mac Jones primary target back there um you know they got New, Hunter Henry, um, Damian Harris in the backfield. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm just I, I don't know the wide receiver, You know I know Boots, who's there. Mayors, Mayors, Jacoby Myers. You know, Myers
1: but, Myers. Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah Myers. So I'm interested to see how Mac Jones, you know, gets off and and Nelson see who's be his primary. Team. Yeah. There's I mean like I said there's questions in that receiving core so. I think Miami's gonna win this game. Mm. I think Miami has a good defense. Um, I think with Waddle and uh, and Gaskin, man, I think I think those two guys are in a big game. So I'm on. I'm gonna go 21 to 14, Miami. Okay. Over the
1: Patriots. All right. We'll put my prediction down. I said 21. 21, 28. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead. I'm gonna put that score down for the Panthers and Jets. Your score was was what? I don't even know that. It's okay. We'll, we'll we'll look it up. You had the Panthers winning. <laughs> I did have the Panthers. And win. I had uh, I had twenty twenty eight to uh, or twenty seven twenty one. Is what my prediction was. So 27, Maybe 21. Maybe I should have wrote this shit down. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll go to the Jags Texans. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do our fantasy matchups of the week after this, but this is gonna be boring as fuck, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're just
0: like I said, we're gonna fire through these. And yeah. So what you think? What's your score predictions with that one? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> That's I don't know, man. This week. is a this is a tough game. Uh You know, Trevor Lawrence edition of Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, Travis Etienne went down, so they're going to have James Robinson, hopefully, you know, the main back back there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I think this is going to be one of them games you just don't want to watch this week. Uh, yeah, this I think it's going to be, gonna be Shit. one of those really low-scoring games. You know, Jack's trying to figure some things out, and let's not even talk about the Houston Texans. So mm, I'm going to go Tyra with the low score of uh, – <laughs> I'm going to say 9-7. Holy take shit. All right.
1: Yeah. That's really low. All right. You got three field goals and one touchdown. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I'm definitely not going to say it's that low. I think there are going to be some more scoring than that. Um, just simply the fact that their defenses both are trash. And so, by default, <laughs> there's going to be some scoring. And, you know, without going, like I said, we're going to try to knock these things out. I'm just going to go ahead and put it in there as a 21 2117, and it's going to be the Jags. Okay. Chargers-Washington.
0: Chargers-Washington. Mm, I think it's going to be one of those games that people want to watch too. So, this is going to be, I think, a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Washington Redskins side, I think that defense is going to get Justin Herbert. And there's a possibility they don't have Austin Eckler this week. Mm-hmm. And even if they do, he's going to be limited. Mm-hmm. So he's their main primary target outside of Keenan Allen on this offense. So I think I think Washington's gonna run away with this one. I'm gonna say 28-10 Washington because I don't think, and I'm only saying this with Austin Nichols' injury. I don't think Chargers are gonna be the, you know, especially being in Washington. I don't think Chargers are gonna get up and get
1: going. So 28-10 Washington. That's a blowout. Holy shit. Uh, I'm gonna go 24-21. I'm gonna go twenty-four, twenty one, Chargers.
0: Mm. Alright.
1: All right. Seahawks, Colts.
0: Seahawks, Colts. This is gonna be a good one, I think. Um two pretty good defenses. But there's Russell Wilson on one side and Carson Wentz on the other. So I don't think there's much argument there. Um I think Russ is is, is gonna is gonna put it on the Colts. <laughs> this this weekend, so I'm gonna take Seahawks over the Colts and
1: 27 to 10. Damn, you got some blowouts blowout. this week. All right, that's gonna be an interesting week, man. If there's this many blowouts, um, uh, they got what, what what the Seahawks' weakness is their run defense, uh, and you got Jonathan Taylor back there. Um, they still got some decent weapons, uh, you know, I uh, can't even think of their names right now. Michael Pittman Jr., um, Pascal, I think he's going to be, have a really good year this year. Uh, Pascal, uh, sorry. And we got Naheen Hans. And so the defense, yes, they have Carson Wentz, but I, I do think they're going to at least do a little bit of damage. Um, they're going to get more than 10. I think it's going to be a Seahawks win, of course. I think it's going to be 31-24.
0: I'm taking, like I I'm taking the kiss Raiders. I don't think they have – well, let me say it again. I'm taking it into consideration. I don't think they have Quentin Nelson this week. So, okay. I think that's going to be a big factor. Lack of weapons that we haven't really seen yet, Michael Pittman. Mm-hmm. I think the only fire thing they have on that offense is Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. And I think if Seattle can shut those two guys down, I think Carson Wentz is going to have a lot of trouble back there. So.
1: Yeah. Okay, uh, next game we got uh, the Vikings versus Cincinnati. Joe Burrow. Mm. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon
0: back. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like this one. Um, I know you're really big on T. Higgins mm-hmm. this year, but Cincinnati doesn't, you know, have the defense. Defense is still a big question. I think they got a really good offense. Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, um, Tyler Boyd. Um, big question is Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I don't know this one's tough because you got Dalvin Cook on one side and you got Justin Jefferson so I know I'm going with some blowouts here but I just don't think Cincinnati's going to be able to stop these guys mm-hmm. so I'm going to go 21-7 another blowout and I'm going to take the Vikings
1: okay yeah I'm going to uh, Joe
0: Mixon's going to be the long touchdown guy by the way so,
1: You know, fantasy. sheesh alright um I-, I got a little bit more faith in Joe Burrow um Vikings defense is not the same Vikings defense that we've seen in the past. Uh I will but they go. They did reload
0: this season. They did they brought some guys over. Yeah,
1: yeah they did. But I, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm only gonna go one more touchdown though. I'm gonna go uh, 21-14 with uh, Vikings taking it. My boy Higgins is gonna score. Nah. No. <laughs> Card Cardinals versus the Titans. Defenses
0: again. Mm-hmm. Not two defenses. I'm really high on this season. Um but two outstanding offenses, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, Kyler Murray. You know, it's going to be a high score. Ryan Tannehill. But the Titans, you know, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and they brought over Julio Jones. You're talking talk about one. one going to be one of the most exciting offenses to watch this season. If Julio
1: he stay healthy, that's going to be potent.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. If he can stay healthy, this is going to be just an offense you're going to want to watch every single week. And – and, you know, from no a fantasy standpoint, if you have these guys on your team, you're going to want them in your lineup because I think these guys are going to score a lot of points this year. Um, that being said, with the Cardinals having questions on the running back side, James Connor or is it uh, – what's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, Chase Edwards. Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, that's right. With a question back there, you know, DeAndre Hopkins – I think the Titans are going to win this one. I think this is actually going to be a very close game. Um, but it's going to be high scoring. So I'm going to go 35-28, and I'm going to take the Titans to win this one. I think I think this, this is going to be something you're going to see close to Thursday night game. I think it's going to be a shootout. And so it's 28
1: to, to what? 28-35 Titans. 35, okay. Yeah, I like this matchup. Um, it is high scoring. It's going to be one to watch. Um sucks that it's 1 o'clock because – I like this. This type of game needs to be on a, prim- a primetime game at 8 o'clock. But uh, why the fuck are the Raiders? Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Cardinals-Titans, you got, um, like you just said, some really, really good offenses. Uh, A.J. Green with the Cardinals and Julio Jones with the Titans. Really funny because they both got drafted back, pretty much back-to-back in the same year of their draft, and they're both on new teams this year. Kind of fun fact. Um, but... The, the better defense is going to win in this one. Um, I think the Titans are too well-rounded offensively, and too, they're, they're much better than the Cardinals' defense. So I think it's going to be uh, 34, 35 to 24. It's going to be the car, uh, Titans. So 24, 35. Our next game. yes, yeah,
0: pause right there. Um, sorry to cut you off. But mm-hmm. next week, guys, we'll have this stuff written down. So y'all't will have to hear the typing right now it's just kind of off the you know just off the off the dome so next next week we'll definitely write these down and have them uh, ready to go so yeah all right so. next game uh, 49ers Detroit I'll let you take this one first so
1: I'm excited about the <laughs> the 49ers <laughs> uh,
0: Fantasy points galore, please
1: bro this defense had I can't even think how many people they had on IR last year. Um, they got everybody healthy again this just remember two years ago they were in the Super Bowl because of this defense uh, and the fact that they're healthy and they got this crappy team they're going up against uh DeAndre Swift and uh, Nick foles Nick foles you know we all everybody knows what he was doing with the rams and his questionable decision making over there and average at best quarterback where well, Sorry, Jared, Jared, Goff. Cole, Jared Goff, my bad. I've mean, had him mixed up. That's why I'm still talking about the same guy. But, yeah, uh, just mix the <laughs> names. Um, they're like the same player, really. Let's be real. Um, Jared Goff, um, you know, he, some average at best quarterback play. Um, so, with that defense coming into town, it's going to be pretty damn potent. That, that defense is going to put up some points by himself. I think that defense is going to put up more points than the Detroit offense put up. I mean, it's just oh, be real. Oh, wow. And that's going to be my that's going to be my uh, bold prediction. 49ers' defense scores more than Detroit's offense, mm-hmm. and the the score to me that's going to be not even close. You got the running backs, the, the you know George Kittle. Um, you got a bunch of game breaking receivers and Brandon Ayuk, and um, what's what's the other buddy's name? Debo Samuel. Um, I think I think the 49ers are going to win this game thirty 35- five to 35 to 14, this is my blowout of the week.
0: What do you well, got? Yeah, like you said, this this is a game that you're probably gonna change it after halftime, honestly. Um, like, like Dean said, Detroit has nothing. They have Swift, they have Hawkinson. Um, that's the only thing that these guys have. Defense-wise, they're not gonna stop this offense. I think this is a game where you're gonna see two rookies you know, after, I think you're gonna see a little bit of Trey Lance. You know, if he's healthy, I know he had the problem with the thumb. I think you're gonna see uh, Sermon back there in the second mm-hmm. half um, when we get to the when we get to the fantasy matchup of the week. Is actually one of my guys, but Raheem Mostert. Um, I think they're just gonna run away with this game. I don't think it's gonna be close. I don't even think Detroit gets in the end zone. Oof. Um, and your poll is not you, you know, if it happened it wouldn't be surprised. It's gonna happen so, in the fourth
1: quarter. That's the one <laughs> that's the one time they're scoring. Yeah, and that's why I say <laughs> my
0: score. I'm I'm going let's go thirty five to three. I don't think Detroit even scores a touchdown. Jesus Christ, that's a
1: you were aggressive this week. <laughs> All right, we already did our Steelers and Bills one o'clock prediction, so we'll jump over to Eagles and Falcons. Uh I'll I'll start this one off. Um I, let's just go ahead and end it quick. Falcons are going to win this game 21-7.
0: Wow. Um, I'm going to have it a little closer than you. I think Jalen Hurts is is going to be pretty decent this year. Uh, The addition of Devonta Smith and Miles Sanders back there. I think it's going to be a lot closer. I'm going to to take the Falcons still, but I'm going to say 28-21 because I don't think these defenses are going to be able to stop anything.
1: Okay. Uh, we're gonna go to jump over 425 games. You uh, got the Browns Chiefs. This is this is also one of the games I want to
0: watch. I want to mm-hmm. see if the Browns can come back from, you know, the season they had last year. Just just feed off of that season because it was a really good season. You got two dominant running backs back there. Odell still a question. We're gonna see what he can do this season. And. I mean, what more can you say about the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Kill, Travis Kelsey. Um, that's yeah. You know, that's there's the Kansas City Chiefs for you. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win this one, obviously. And I don't know. I'm going to go twenty-eight to fourteen. The Chiefs.
1: Okay. Fourteen. That's all right. Twenty-eight, fourteen. I'm going to go. Without going too deep into it, uh, I'm just going to go. Browns going to get twenty. Browns going to get twenty one points at, at least. Uh, it's going to be 28-21. Uh, Chiefs usually in games that they should win, um, they usually play to their competition pretty much all the, all the time. But they usually come out and sneak it out at the end. I think it's going to be a tight game until the fourth quarter, and Chiefs going to finish it out. Uh, next game, Saint, uh, Sorry, Packers and the Saints.
0: Huh. This could be a good one, honestly. Um, you know, with all the offseason talk, we didn't know if Aaron Rodgers was going to come back. I think you. we've talked about this before. I think you said that Aaron Rodgers, you think he's going to have something to prove this year. Um, and we'll see how Jameis Winston is with the Saints. I know you're higher on him than I am. And there's no Michael Thomas there. So, you're gonna have Callaway out there on what's his name Alexander? Can't remember. His, their corner hear Alexander? Is yeah, it? I think so. So, you know, they shut down Alvin Kamara, or you can't shut down Alvin Kamara. But I think you contain Alvin Kamara. I think you, they're gonna be all right in this game. So I'm gonna take the Packers in a 28 to 21.
1: Okay, score. I'm also gonna take the Packers. Uh, I'm gonna have a Packers win in. 24 17 okay next matchup we got uh broncos <laughs> giants <laughs> another shit game
0: Yeah, oh, this is gonna be the shittiest game of the week probably
1: no um, I, I don't think it's gonna beat the Jags texans game but this one this one's gonna be pretty tough but
0: yeah this is a tough one um we don't know about saquon Barkley. he's questioning for sunday um Mm -hmm. coming off the ACL, and if he does play, we don't know what the workload's going to be like. Um, So if he doesn't play, you know, they're going to be even a worse situation. But also, you got Ted Bridgewater leading the Broncos. You bring back Cortland Sutton. um, And the running back, you know, situation there still, we really don't know. I think you're going to see a lot of Melvin Gordon in the first half, but Chavante Williams, I think, he could be a big factor in this game in the second half. Still think the Broncos are going to win it. I don't think it's going to be a game to watch. I'm going to go twenty to six Broncos.
1: Ooh, all right. So this is where we're going to disagree. I think the Giants can win this game. Their defense oh, is wow. defense is um, way well, very much undervalued, um, underrated. Um, I personally think the offensive questions. I, mean, I know the Broncos have some good receivers and. All this stuff, like I said, James Bradbury back there on the secondary. He was one of your top corners of the league last year. Unfortunately, we lost him, but you know another example of how we let free agents walk. But um, James Bradbury's been showing him showing out for the Giants last year. Uh, they got a good defensive front. They've got uh, they've had an improved offensive line, and Saquon's back. They got more weapons on the offense. Uh, the Giants, I think, are just one of those, you know. Gnats in your ear, and I think the Broncos question, like you said, at running back and at quarterback play. Uh, if you get to Teddy Bridgewater, we saw what it does to, you, to him, and he's not the most clutch quarterback. So, if this game's even close uh, at the end, the Giants are going to be the ones that come down and win this one. I think it's going to be 28 or 24 21 Giants.
0: Oh, nice. I'm going to say one more thing before we move on to the next game. For the guys, you know, this is fantasy talk, but. For the guys that have Saquon and, and Zeke, um, just be patient because, you know, Zeke, you know, you can't go off that. He played one of the best, you know, defensive lines. And Saquon's come over still. So, give them, you know, they, they got this game, and then they go back and play Washington on Thursday. So, these guys are going to be off to a, you know, slow start, but just give it time. I think these guys are going to turn it up, and you're going to be happy.
1: By the end of the season with these yeah, that's the thing about fantasy. Like people like to just jump ship. Uh, you did last yeah. year with with Tyreek Hill, and it paid off uh, for me in the end when I won that championship with Kettle, yeah. Kittle and or sorry Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Kyler Murray slash Deshaun Watson. <laughs> um, yeah, so just don't jump ship. On these guys, because like you said, if a healthy Saquon, he's top five, and healthy Zeke, healthy Zeke, and, and Zeke
0: looks healthy. He just yeah. like I said, he played tough matchup, a tough
1: matchup. So we'll jump back into this one at eight fifteen. We got the Bears and the Rams. What do you think about this one?
0: Mm, I think it's gonna be a good game. If you want my opinion? I think Rams have um, obviously the better defense, but we're gonna see. Hopefully, we can see some Justin Fields in this game. I know you kind of. We're on this guy coming to the draft and mm-hmm. you know going out and two uh, two decent running backs. You get you know Montgomery and then Daryl Henderson on the other side.
1: And then they got Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle, yeah. But in, in the end,
0: defenses win games. We know that. So the Rams definitely have the better defense. I think the Bears are going to be able to put some points on the board. Also, um, but I think it's going to be closer than what people expect. So I'm gonna go with the twenty four to seventeen
1: win I'm gonna take the rams all right i'm gonna uh i'm gonna be a little quicker on this one uh the rams way too many weapons matthew stafford uh and then they got you know Robert woods and cooper cup still very very good receiving duo um the bears got a good defense but the- <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Bears got a good defense, but the Rams defense, they're going to get into Andy Dalton and they're going to tear his ass up. So I think the Rams are going to win this game uh, 24-10. All right, last game, uh, and we'll get oh, to our fantasy man. matchup of the week. Ravens and Raiders. Are, uh, yeah. I should re- We should name the Ravens ACL versus the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: I don't even want to say the name Ravens because they all might get hurt yeah um <laughs> this is tough, man. You know, if you had Gus Edwards, I think it'd be a little bit different, but you still got Lamar Jackson. We're gonna see what Tyson Williams has, but their receiving core is just diminished, yeah. and their running back is I mean, we don't know we, we the only thing we know they have is you know Lamar and Mark Andrews, so it I means it's kind of tough. I think it would have been easier to take the rim. I'm still going to you know, take the Ravens, which I'm still going to take them. But, you know, with all the injuries, it's, it's, it's going to be tough to see. But the Raiders, you know, it's, I think the Raiders have the better offense right now, if you want my opinion, um, hmm. outside of Lamar Jackson. I think the Raiders are going to put some points on them. Um, and we're, we're just going to kind of see how that Ravens offense works now without these running backs because we know we let, they like to run the ball. Still going to take the Ravens in this game. And – I'm gonna take a score of twenty-four to ten, Ravens, because
1: okay. we we just don't know yet. Uh, yeah, you, you're talking about their receiving core uh, when they lost. Um, was it uh, Rashad Bateman? I think that's who it was. Yeah. yeah, they lost him to that groin surgery. Um, that that's gonna be exciting to see what he's gonna do this year. I've got him on every I mean, single still fantasy got Hollywood team. Hollywood Brown, Hollywood yeah.
0: Brown, and, and uh, Sandy Watkins. So it's not like they don't have anybody
1: to throw through. Yeah. I, I just, uh, Lamar Jackson is going to obliterate the Raiders' defense. Um, the coaching over there in Las Vegas is complete garbage. And Ravens yeah. still have, I know they lost Marcus Peters, but uh, the Ravens still have that defense. That, that whole defense is very, very, very strong. And I don't think the Raiders really are going to stand much of a chance. I think it's going to be 17 to 7. And it's going to be, the score is not even going to indicate how mad of a matchup it really is. The score is going to be a, a lot closer than that game's going to be really be. Yeah. So that'll that'll top off our score predictions. What we're going to do after, like on Sunday, we're going to tally it up. And we're going to go the entire season and uh, see who can have the best score pr- or uh, win predictions uh, for the season. Uh, this is not my yeah, strong sent. suit, so <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give everybody a heads up. I predicted that uh, Tampa Bay was going to win by 14, so <laughs> it's not something not not so I'm good, good at.
0: Oh, uh, Hey, and, and one thing before we leave, you guys listen, man. If y'all want us to tally up at the end and y'all want the loser to do something, like, you know, suggest something, you know, we'll we'll put it, we, we ain't scared, we'll put it on, you know, social. If y'all want us, the loser has to you know, have a consequence for not knowing how to pick football games, Dean. So um <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. I'll just let us know if y'all want something like that.
1: Yep, yeah, last uh last little segment, it's gonna be real quick, is our fantasy matchup of the week. I've got James Robinson versus Houston Texans. Um they they've got nothing. The Jacksonville might even just stay on the field. I know we have the game. I have the game personally, twenty one seventeen. James has it more of a defensive battle, 9-7. to seven. Uh, But I, I just see that the, the Houston Texans are not going to be able to stay on the field. They've got nothing, literally nothing on that offense. And uh, that's going to be close because the Jags don't really have much of a defense. But James, James Robinson has the opportunity to, uh, I think he could potentially run out here with 110 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and my score prediction was twenty one seventeen. Um So that's my matchup of the week. James, what was your matchup of the week?
0: Um, I think I mentioned it earlier. Um, I'm going back to four 9s Detroit game. I'm taking Raheem Mostert. Okay. That is my fantasy matchup of the week. I think Raheem Mostert is going to go absolutely berserk on the Detroit Lions. Um, and he don't even have to do it in, one, in a whole game, four quarters. He can literally do it in a half. Like I said, I think we're going to see Sermon in the second half. But Raheem Mostert just – they're not going to be able to stop this man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that can, with the ball in his hands, he can take it, you know, 60, 70 yards on one play. So that's going to be my guy. Um, I mean, I think he's going to have over 100 yards, all purpose yards. I'm not going to say he's going to, you know, because he can catch the ball. So I'm going to give him two touchdowns in this game, also. Okay. So that's my fantasy matchup.
1: That's it, guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as James just alluded to, if you guys have any. Uh, pointers or any suggestions that you you want us to talk about uh we can do our very best and try to attack all of them Uh, we're going to post this on our instagram post this on our uh, facebook page our facebook page is stop capping with dean and james caps uh go follow us there and on our instagram it's uh stop underscore capping underscore d and j Um, so go follow us on social media uh, we, like I said, we're going to have some updates on there. We'll eventually get to the point where we have like a TikTok and all that stuff. But, uh, this is our first episode and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we're going to get this thing knocked out and see you next time.